This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The I-95 down in the United States near Virginia. We were talking about this yesterday. Major traffic jam on the I-95. <laughs> Thank God my family didn't decide to drive to Florida because we, we were supposed to leave on, uh, on Monday. And that's when the storm blew through Virginia. Mm-hmm. And people have been stranded for 27 hours in some cases, 24 hours. You look at it, and compared to what happened in Sarnia 10 years ago with the snowstorm that had people stranded for three or, three or four days, it doesn't look like that much snow on the highway. Yeah, it really doesn't. I know there's a lack of salt and a lack of plows in certain areas, but uh, it looks like a normal you know, yeah. dusting of snow up here in Canada. You know what we call that? A Thursday. <laughs> Schools still open. Uh-huh. Buses running. Um, you're hearing stories now about heroes helping out. This is a cool one. There was a um, a truck full of bread that was stuck in the uh, in the traffic jam there on the I-95. Mm-hmm. And somebody saw the bread truck and they decided to call the bread company and ask if they could just start passing out loaves. Here's a witness talking about that we just stared at these loaves of bread and we hadn't eaten in about 37 hours so we were starving on a whim i kind of just called the customer service department of schmidt's bread and they were so incredible the ceo called me within 20 minutes and uh, wanted to speak to the driver after talking to the driver he told the driver to open up the back and to just share the bread with anybody that needed it wow brilliant and that driver's name jesus Loaves for everybody. Yeah, he started with one, and you know, and then there was a hundred. I don't suck if you were gluten intolerant, though. In that moment, yeah, the only thing to eat rolls off in the back of the truck. There's only one loaf of bread. What are we gonna do? <laughs> don't worry, my children. I have this one. <laughs> Been there, done that. Kudos to the Schmidt Baking Company. <laughs> it's too bad there wasn't a cheese truck. Have a little jacuri going. Well, I'm thinking more of bunging you up because <laughs> the other big report, someone called into CNN and they were saying that um, it was getting difficult for people who had to go number two out there. People would be opening their car doors, trying to shield themselves, but there was nowhere to go. So basically the I-95 turned into a... Uh, a dumper. Oh man! Yeah, people be, were pooping be a good all time over to be it. Kind of a slob and leave like an old Tim Hortons or McDonald's bag in the back seat of your car with like a couple napkins in there. Yeah, that could come through in a, in a pinch. That's why I always keep a large pickle jar in my trunk. <laughs> you never know. You never do. You never do. And how about this guy? I ninety five traffic jam. On Monday, people stuck in traffic for 24 hours plus. There was a dude who had got picked up at the airport, and he ordered an Uber from the airport. He got stuck in his Uber. Oh, man. I can't even keep small talk up for 10 minutes. Nine hours on the I-95. What do you think his charge was in U.S. dollars when they (laughs) dropped him off? He's still getting charged? 600 bucks. The meter was running? 600 bucks. That's outrageous. At first, Uber only charged him 200, which was what he was quoted. So it was a substantial drive wherever he was going from the airport. Uh, Quoted 200, changed to 600 when he got dropped off. He is petitioning Uber to cut him some slack here, give him a break. He thinks it's a little bit excessive. Yeah, come on, pull a Schmidt's bread here and help everybody out. (laughs)
Online learning for the kids for the next few weeks here as we uh, try and get those COVID numbers down across Ontario. And I, I've seen a lot of complaining. We've had calls here in the studio, text messages. Uh, if you go on social media, you're seeing parents, teachers, kids, all complaining about the fact that they have to learn remotely for the next little bit. Uh, my son, he wasn't excited when we told him, you got to sit in front of the computer now, kid. Good luck. You're not going to school today. Oh, daddy. I've been complaining about it. Is it really that bad, though, remote learning? Is it really that bad, or is it just like a, uh, is it a marketing problem? Hmm. Do they Public need perception problem. Yeah, they need to figure out how to get people excited about learning online. And actually, we did the Premier of Ontario a favor here. We've come up with, with a possible marketing campaign for remote learning. Have a listen. Even though lockdowns are in full effect, that doesn't mean there isn't a little magic in the air. Remote learning for kids. It's magic. Welcome to Doug Ford's school for Zoomcraft and Skypetry, where remote learning is magically like learning in a classroom with your peers in person with one-on-one -on -one attention from a teacher, with parents not having to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. Become the best boy or girl in the cupboard under the stairs. Why Fardium Leviosa your Chromebook into the room beside your parents, where they're having their very important budget meeting? But we want to make sure for next year is that uh, our budget stays on track and uh, that we don't overspend Dad, for it. I don't know how to log into my next oh. class. Okay, give me a second. Sorry, guys. You gotta click the, the blue button. Doug Ford's School for Zoomcraft and Skypetry. Join us now for the next two weeks, or three, or four, or five, or six, or seven, or eight, or nine, or ten. What kid's not going to get behind that? That should help. Huh? Earlier on the show, we we played something. It's getting some feedback from our listeners. So we'll play again here. We, we said nobody's on board. Nobody's excited about online learning for kids, remote learning. It's a hassle for the students. The teachers aren't fans of it. Uh, parents are going crazy right now. And we made the joke... Emphasis on the word joke. We made the joke that maybe the Ontario government needs to think of a a, a better way of presenting it. They need a they need like, an angle. Yeah, a marketing campaign to get people excited about online learning. Even though lockdowns are in full effect, that doesn't mean there isn't a little magic in the air. Remote learning for kids. It's magic. Welcome to Doug Ford's school for Zoomcraft and Skypetry, where remote learning is magically like learning in a classroom with your peers in person with one-on-one -on -one attention from a teacher, with parents not having to make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. Become the best boy or girl in the cupboard under the stairs. Why Fardium Leviosa your Chromebook into the room beside your parents, where they're having their very important budget meeting. But we want to make sure for next year is that uh, our budget stays on track and uh, that we don't overspend Dad, for it. I don't know how to log into my next uh, class. Okay, give me a second. Sorry, guys. You gotta click the, the blue button. Doug Ford's school for Zoomcraft and Skypetry. Join us now for the next two weeks. Or three. Or four. Or five, or six, or seven, or eight, 
or nine. Zoomcraft and Skypetry. <laughs> we we played that and got this comment from a listener. Text message says, Taz and Jim, it's not about making learning fun at home. It's about the households that can't afford to have someone at home for two or 20 more weeks. Get your heads out of your asses, you fools. <laughs> yeah, man, we know it was aware. It was a joke. We don't yeah. think we don't think uh, putting Harry Potter music in a commercial is going to make people start enjoying online learning or remote learning. It sucks for everybody. Did you text that back to him? Well, I responded. I said it may be that for you, and if so, I sympathize. Everyone's experience is different. Whether it's a financial burden, mental burden, or both. There's no question that remote learning is not the ideal situation for most students or parents. We're just trying to keep things light and trying to make a few people smile here. Thank one, thanks once again for providing us with such positive feedback because I look back and you can see all the text messages that this person has sent us before. Not a lot of, not a lot of thumbs up. <laughs> He's got a lot of critiques and good on him. Listen, I know sure. it's part of our job. I think it's a big part of our job. Uh, people like to take stuff out on us. If they're having a bad day and they hear us say anything about what's bothering them, they get mad at us and we're fine with it. We've been doing it long enough that we don't take it personally. So if you get ticked off and you want us to take the brunt of it, send us an email or a text or give us a call. It's a real shooting the messenger situation. You know, like a lot of times... We're like, yeah, I guess online school is happening for three weeks. Oh, so you're for it? No, no, no. We're just saying what is going down. Right. Here's, you know, here's another message. Hey, uh, Taz and Jim, could you mention that online learning really sucks for the country kids? I feel like they're forgotten. My daughter is dealing with terrible internet service, probably some of the worst in the country. Uh, she has to learn online, and she's completely isolated out here in our rural community. And the thing that really pisses me off is the fact that my wife and I are farmers, so we both work from home. And since my daughter is now home, it means no more nooners. LOL. Well, no loud ones anyways. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> Farmer's breeding. Uh, that's what the barn's for. <laughs> We're just going out to, to, to the barn to feed the animals. Yeah. Isn't that what the haystack is for? Come on. Yeah, nobody can hear you over those pigs squealing. <laughs> New restrictions in place across Ontario starting yesterday. Uh, hospitality industry has been scaled back. Gyms, you got uh, major events, sports, uh, concerts, and now uh, in limbo once again. And we have our friend Brad Jones joining us from Jones Entertainment. He puts on big events across North America. Hey, Jonesy. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning. This must be frustrating for you as somebody who's looking uh, towards the future, trying to book acts right now. Uh, having Ontario shut down again has got to be a challenge for you. Yeah, I mean, I think locally people know us from uh, obviously Rock the Park and even uh, running operating Centennial Hall. So, you know, on the Centennial Hall side, for sure. I mean, the, the building's been essentially closed for two years. and Yeah started and stopped four different times now in trying to route new things, uh, you know, back into the building. And, and it's certainly frustrating. I, I think what's even more frustrating is that our touring business, you know, we're all that we're down in the U S that that's where we make our living right now. And, uh, you know, we've got staff to pay and, 
and uh, all those kinds of things. And, and it's, it, it just amazes me that doctors on different sides of the borders have different opinions and, you know, to think you can be down. Uh, we all watch those football bowl games over the, the weekend in the States and 75,000 people and, you know, and, and you can't have a thousand people at a London Knights game. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me, but, uh, it, it is a little bit frustrating, but you know what? I, I think we're, we've all been through this for the last two years, so let's hope uh, by spring and certainly by summer we are ramping up, and you and I will be talking in a couple of weeks because we've got another amazing FM 96 night lined up that we're just putting the finishing touches on for Rock the Park. So you know what? Yeah, summer will be here before you know it, so I know everybody's frustrated, and certainly we are uh, as much as anybody in our business, but... Um, you know, look at the restaurants, Taz. I mean, uh, how would you like to be a server at a restaurant trying to pay your bills? Oh, and God. And, it, and it's, a, and it's yeah. a GAN, right? It's like, okay, yeah. I did it. I sacrificed this time. Okay, I'll do it yeah. again. I'll sacrifice, you know, my, my livelihood again for the greater good. But then it gets the third time, fourth time, and you're oh, like, like, when is this going to end? You, you, you completely understand the frustration there. And for you and your industry, I think you're doing what most people are doing right now, and you're just trying to focus on the positive. Like, at least, sure. at least you got some stuff going on. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Because we, there's we, other we, people we're, who don't. We're, 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 a, we're a family-run operation, long time. You know, we live in London, but most of our business is outside of London, a lot of it yeah. is in the States. So we're able to pivot. We're small enough that we're able to adjust. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame. We'd love to be here doing more events in Ontario, but it's just not the way the, the world works right now. So we've got to go where we can work, and, and that's what we're up to. And so... You know what? I can tell you, but my staff and, uh, you know, 11,000 people are going to be in the park for Alanis Morissette when you're on stage introducing her, and we're going to have another... We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have another. Uh, I think we're gonna have two more FM ninety six nights coming up. So I, I don't want to give away too much. But you and I over the next month are gonna have a couple of more chats, and we're gonna give people something to look cool. forward to. And of course, our Y one hundred eight listeners in Hamilton are invited to the party. Like Rock the Park, you bring some of the, the the biggest acts in the world to the Taz and Jim listening area. And what a great night to to come down the four hundred three and head into yeah. London, Ontario from Hamilton and check out some incredible live music. So that has not been affected by this current shutdown. You're not getting calls from Alanis's people saying no, what not the hell's going it, on it, up we're, there? We're seven, we're seven months out, not at all. But hey, it's those Y108 listeners. You get them to London, stay in the hotels, eat at the restaurants, go out for breakfast, buy t-shirts. That's what it's all about. Rock the Park is more than just Rock the Park. It's about bringing everybody to London and, and having 40,000 people have a blast. And we're going to do it. What about sure booking right now? Like, I, I would imagine if you are a band and you're looking to plan your next uh, couple of months yeah. or your next year, and you see that the province of Ontario keeps shutting down, it, it may be a place that you just avoid going Certainly to all that's certainly a challenge. I, I will say we've and we've had these conversations. So if you're an artist in the states and you get an offer from Brad Jones at Rock the Park, uh, and you get an offer from an arena in Albany, New York, and even if it's a little bit less in Albany, New York, or the, or, or whatever, <clears throat> you're gonna you're gonna look at that option right now because you don't know if, if Canada could even be open. 
um, you know, are they going to have restrictions on crowd size? Am I going to have to, you know, go back and say, listen, we can't put 11,000 people in the park. So, yeah, I mean, the, the easiest thing to do if you're a manager and agent in the U.S. right now is just to book an extra show in Syracuse or book an extra show in Albany. So we certainly have those challenges, um, but we'll work through them. Uh, I mean, that's what we do every day. So, uh, um, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll deal with those as they come up. Uh, as I said earlier, we've got one night, the Thursday night, that we're going to roll out that uh, I think your fans will be really, really happy with. Very nice. Can't wait to hear about it. I know I know the other event that uh, you're planning, you're texting me, and I, I love being your soundboard, by the way. <laughs> hey, Taz, you, you what are. do you think of this? What do you think of this? Hey, you wait. You wait. Your listeners, that is right up their alley. And totally. On February the 4th, 5th, we're in Las Vegas, uh, our Hockey Fest program that people know from uh, our days at Western Fair, and because of COVID, we've been out at Westmount Shopping Center, but we have a contract with Barstool Sports and several NHL teams that we operate for them and do fan fest and in we're in vegas february three and four for the chicklets cup with spit and chicklets and we have you know just through those connections we've got a couple of fun little things that uh, yeah. i'm gonna you, you and i are gonna have a conversation on that monday morning february the 6th or whatever it is and we'll tell your listeners we got a great little thing coming up this summer okay if, if people do want to plan ahead they want to make sure they get their Atlantis tickets uh, before they're all gone yeah they can go online now uh, rocktheparkca there are still a few tickets available we sold out VIP in one day. We sold out the suites in one day. Uh, there's still a couple of thousand tickets available. But, yeah, we're certainly going to have 11,000 people in the park, uh, you know, on uh, Wednesday, July the 12th. Yeah, and worth going to London, Ontario, no matter where you're listening this morning. You can uh, make a little vacation of it. Have a nice little weekend and yeah. check out some Alanis. Uh, Brad Jones from Jones Entertainment, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. Have a great day, pal. I want to see you peacock. Here we go. It is time for sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio. Dev, unvaccinated athletes are starting to face some consequences. Yeah, Novak Djokovic has been denied entry into Australia and has been asked to leave the country. He initially appeared to have an exemption to play in Australia at the Australian Open. He is unvaccinated. And uh, once people found out that he was uh, given this exemption, uh, people in Australia went through the roof. And so his uh, visa has been cancelled because he did not provide sufficient evidence justifying his exemption exemption from getting uh, the vaccine do we know I mean, what this, his reason was like was it he a has not said what he, he has not said what his reason is but his dad is defending him online saying this is about uh, libertarianism and standing up for libertarians so there's a political angle uh, to all of this as well saying it's not just about novak djokovic it's about uh, people having uh, medical freedom always good to have your dad defending you when you're an adult man <laughs> <laughs> Especially online, right? I mean, that's where you want to be defended by anyone. That's where I always look for my dad in the comment section. <laughs> but he's a solo player. He tested negative. If he stays in his bubble, yeah. what does it matter? Like at this point in the is in there the COVID, any sport what it, safer than tennis to play unvaccinated? And what we know now about Omicron is this necessary at this point in the world? 
Here's the thing with Australia. They have had lengthy lockdowns. They have had a real tough go with COVID. So when people in Australia see themselves having to be subjected to a lot of restrictions, a lot of rules, and then Novak Djokovic just gets to waltz in with a vague exemption, people get upset. Great nickname, though. Novax Djokovic. It's it's a uh, it's a hard one to shake. <laughs> Novax. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers uh, famously misled uh, people on his vaccination status, and it may cost him a big award. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers uh, for a, a multi MVP, surefire Hall of Famer, seems to be one of the thinnest skinned guys in the NFL. This is a stupid story all around. So there is a voter who is a part of the media who has called Rodgers the biggest jerk in the league because of his vaccine stance, specifically the way he treated it in that it could have hurt his team. And so there is a voter who has said he will not be voting for Rodgers for MVP. Even even though he is looking like he's going to win another MVP because of his play on the field uh, this year. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. I think he's a bad guy, you know, and I don't think a bad guy can be the most valuable, valuable guy at the same time. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments, but... To say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the offseason, that you know I had zero chance of winning the BP, in my opinion, should exclude future votes. Rogers has fired back saying he's a bum. If you're going to try and make a point and be respected for it, don't call the guy the biggest jerk in the league. It's also not accurate. There's a lot of jerks in the NFL in particular. Yeah. Like you like Aaron Rodgers, was he selfish? Was he dishonest? Sure, but is he the biggest jerk? They the should league? give like, out an award what? like the polar opposite of MVP. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's your vote for biggest jerk in the league? I have a feeling Antonio Brown may edge out Aaron Rodgers for this season. You think he's got MVJ wrapped up? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dev. And I know it's it's tough to be positive right now, but uh, you got to look for these little gems out there. And Coach Cal, this kid from Peterborough, just making everybody's day better. Still on tour. He is. He is. He's uh, he's taking it to new heights. We we talked about this kid. There was a contest Peterborough Pete's had, and he posted this video where he gave them a pep talk, and it was so good, it, this little kid giving this hockey pep talk, that they invited him in to give the talk in front of the Peterborough Pete's players. He had a little suit on. He did. He looked like a miniature hockey coach, and it was just awesome. Well, you know what Ellen DeGeneres does. She sees something viral like that, and she invites the people on her show. Well, yesterday, little Coach Cal from Peterborough was on with Ellen DeGeneres, and he brought the house down. You're absolutely adorable, and I heard that you have a motivational speech for me. Yes, I do. Okay, do I get to hear it now? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited to give it to you. Okay. <laughs> 
19 seasons, you have given it all on this stage. You danced hard, you joked hard, you laughed hard, you cried hard, and you gave hard. So when it's time to say goodbye and turn out the lights, just remember that you, Ellen, will always get to W because you have given whatever it takes to be you. So just keep working hard and staying positive and making people laugh because you are a legend. So let's get fired up and go out there and get to W today and every day. Let's go, Oh man, he retired right after that episode. Listen to that crowd. Yeah, Ellen started crying. She was so touched by this kid. She's like, it's right. I should have. This is my last go. Ellen, don't let the haters who say that you're <laughs> terrible to your staff bring you down. Sure, you said your one employee stunk real bad, but it's your show. <laughs> you're the host, Ellen. Get the W. Oh, the kid did an incredible job. Hooked him up with a little jumpsuit with Coach Cal written on <laughs> the back, a megaphone, so he can continue uh, making people smile out there. Like This kid is now a bona fide celebrity and, and well-deserved. And whoever in the Peterborough Pete's organization came up with this promotion, I hope they're getting a nice little kickback too. Hope they're getting a raise because they they were getting shout outs on ABC in, News. Yeah, international yeah. television. Everyone knows the Peterborough Beats now, thanks to uh, Coach Cal. You can see the full video if you haven't yet on uh, on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. The Pope uh, stepped in it yesterday, huh? Oh, really? I haven't heard. You didn't see the the Pope's comments that were getting tons of backlash. He stepped in it in the woods. <laughs> Does anyone hear? <laughs> The Pope steps in it in the woods. No, but if he steps in it on Twitter, everybody knows about it. Pope Francis says choosing pets over kids is selfish. That was the comment that has landed him in some hot water. Choosing pets over kids is selfish. I wonder what all the Pope's kids think of that. (laughs) (laughs) Or all the other priests who are forbidden from marriage and also having kids, obviously. Yeah. The nuns as well. You made a conscious decision to enter into a calling where you do not have children. But that's selfless. You're sacrificing. That's selfless. But if he gets a dog, then he's selfish. (laughs) Jim, you better get to work, buddy. You got two dogs at home, no kids. You were raised a good Catholic boy. Yeah, no, this Pope's going to come knocking at my door. Give me all your condoms. I'm throwing them out. (laughs) If I remember the Bible correctly, Jesus didn't have any kids, but he did have fish. True. He had a lot of fish. Had a lot of fish. I mean, if he spent more time on the earth, he may have gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, God also put dogs on this planet. I'm not religious at all, by the way, so I don't really care what the Pope says. But if God put dogs on the planet, like the Pope assumes, then why are you trashing people who have dogs and cats and pets? And Pope, answer me this. What does dog backwards spell? <gasps> and where do all dogs go? Hmm. Not that we're saying you're you don't know what you're talking about here, Just Pope. saying though. But a couple valid points from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I had a parenting fail yesterday afternoon. I want to tell you about. Uh oh. What'd you do? <laughs> well, my son uh, is is a big hockey fan, so I said, "Hey, put on your snow pants, kid. Let's go over to the tennis courts near our house." There's a couple hockey nets that, that people have left on the tennis courts. Grab the sticks, a couple tennis balls. Let's go, let's go shoot the ball around a little bit. 
So we're playing hockey with with these wet tennis balls. I take a wrister and it hits my five year old son right in the side of the face. <laughs> He starts screaming. He's crying. I drop my stick, run over, start trying to give him a hug and calm him down. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, buddy. That was a total accident. And he was screaming, you did that on purpose. (laughs) If you did, though, great aim. Yeah, I I tried to explain to him, buddy. Daddy is not good enough to do that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) You can't aim? Yeah, there is no way. If I was aiming for your head, you would your head would be the last thing I would hit. Yeah. Taz has never raised a puck off the ice in his life. This was a absolute fluke. And good thing it was a tennis ball, not one of those orange road hockey balls. Oh yeah. Because those ones hurt way worse. Those ones stink. But if you like this was an icy uh, wet afternoon. That yeah. that tennis ball. You know when it, you know you've got two dogs sure. at home. When it gets all soaked, like they really Heavy. do sponge up the uh, the moisture, right? Yeah. And I, it, you may, it was square on his cheek too. You may call that a bad parenting move, but I feel like every child has a moment like this with his dad. This happened to me. I was playing catch with my old man, <laughs> and I was probably a, a little older than Grace, maybe seven or eight years old. And, uh, you know, we were throwing the ball around. Then we started doing the the, uh, the pop flies. So my dad starts chucking them up real high. <laughs> I lose one in the sun. It hits me right on the eye. I start bleeding. I got to go get five stitches at the hospital. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I imagine. I know Pat Kelly, your dad, is quite the athlete. Oh, the hang time on that ball. It was probably up there for 48 seconds. I couldn't find it. But yeah, I just missed my glove, smoked me in the eye. And knowing your dad, he made you walk to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Toughen me up. You know, what I'll le- teach you to miss a pop fly. What lesson did you learn, son? <laughs> Keep your eye on the ball. Wear shades next time. My five-year-old son, Grayson, and I were playing hockey outdoors and I uh, hit him in the face with a wet tennis ball accidentally. <laughs> He refuses to believe it was an accident, but I swear it was. I felt terrible all day, even putting him to bed last night. He's like, Daddy, I know that wasn't an accident. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> he won't let it go. <laughs> you know, he, he took that square in the cheek. And we've got a lot of parents who have done similar things here, injuring their kids. Go ahead, Karen. I can, uh, I can one-up you, Ted. <laughs> okay. My son is probably driving to work right now and remembers this story like the back of his hand. He's now 30. He used to, we used to go walking down on a path all the time and he would insist on taking his bike. Had to take his bike, but he would never ride it home. He always wanted to take it back, but, or take it there, but we always had to carry it back. So one day he's riding his bike and I said, you're riding that bike all the way home. I'm not carrying it. And if he doesn't wipe out, falls sideways over onto his arm, goes on and on, I cry, and I've hurt my arm, I can't ride my bike. I made him ride his bike all the way home, got home, put him in the tub, put him to bed, woke up about 11 o'clock, his arm was like the size of just enormous. It was broken. It was broken, Taz. I felt like the worst parent ever. It sounds like you're a terrible parent, Karen. I know, I know. Well, he grew up all right, so he's probably, if he listens and you play this, he'll probably start laughing. He's forgiven me. What's his name? His name is Zach. Zach. He's he, he's getting he's getting like a little uh, residual pain in his arm right now. Just listening to this, I'm sure. 
no doubt. It was horrible. I felt so bad. Took him to the hospital and had to explain that. And, and of course, he's, you know, piping up, I had to ride my bike all the way home. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and we got some more here. Chris, how did you injure your child? I was at the park playing soccer. And I was like, I swear I must have been 100 yards away kicking this soccer ball. I am not good at soccer. There is no way. I tell my son, all right, he's about 20 yards in front of the net. I said, just if it makes it to you, just try and stop it. So, I boot this thing, and it it flies. I've never kicked a ball so good in my life. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming straight at him, like towards him about, I don't know, 20 feet in the air. And he's looking at this thing, and he's like, this thing is going to hit me. He realized it. He's about four. Here in the headlights, he froze. <laughs> he's about four at the time. So, so he, he, turned, he still has enough time. He's got enough hang time. He starts running, starts running away. He runs to the side. This ball curves. About 10 feet. You bent it like Beckham. <laughs> it hits him in the back of the head so hard. He does a scorpion. Both his crocs come flying off. He's safe. <laughs> on I'm thinking, I miss my calling in life, man. Like, uh, has he forgiven you? How old is he now? He's sick, but I guarantee if I bring it up, he'll remember. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. What do you yeah, got for yeah. us? You injure your kids? Uh, my, my son was riding on the handlebars of the bicycle I had. <laughs> and we hit a bump, and the poor bugger got his ankle between the fork and the, and the rim. Oh, so I just God. about had to rip the uh, spokes out of the bicycle to get his ankle out of there. Oh, did I feel bad. I ended up pushing the bicycle home with him riding out the seat. So he felt like a king after that. <laughs> Did he break his leg or anything? No, it just it bruised his ankle really bad. Like, and he limped for a few days. It just brought tears to my eyes. I felt so bad. Did you say he limped or lived for a few days? Oh, he lived. Okay, he good. So he, he was okay. He lived. Good. <laughs> Boy, did I feel terrible about that. Oh, damn. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.